Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of the book of Ephesians, specifically Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 28, which reads, Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he teaches from this passage in today's portion of this week's message entitled, Walk in Truth. Now I've, uh, I've traveled my share. Um, I did something this week I've never done before. Never in all my travels have I taken a picture of a drawer in a hotel room. But I did this week. Actually, I've just been working on this sermon. I'd get up in the morning and whittle a little, little bit more on uh, what we were going to do today. And I happened to open the drawer in the nightstand next to the bed. And this is what I saw. The Bible, King James Version, of course, next to the Book of Mormon. And I thought, what a perfect symbolic representation. That's that's 1 Samuel chapter 5. You have the false next to the true as if they're equal. They're not. As if they are compatible. They're not. As a matter of fact, if you believe the one on the right, it says that the ones on the left are all an abomination. The ones who believe that, you've got to mix the two together, but only as the second one reinterprets and explains away what the meaning of the first one. Anger guided by godly reason, understanding that the glory of God is unique and He stands alone. We don't mingle His glory with anything else. Understanding that is good and positive and necessary. Apathy toward issues regarding truth, uh, that's not good. A lot of people dodge their Christian responsibility to speak truth in love by saying, well, uh, who am I to judge? If you're zealous for the truth, you're going to learn to hate any perversion of truth, and, and it will make you angry. So look again at this verse. It is command, be angry, and yet do not sin. But understand there's two commands in that, in that verse. And do not let, and yet do not let the sun go down on your anger. This one uses a slightly different word for anger. This one means an angry mood. So this is describing when you feel that sense of irritation, exasperation, when you're a little embittered by something, anger can very easily degenerate to resentment, hatred, unforgiveness, etc. Now, you can't get any more practical than this. When you deal with something that makes you angry, even if it is a perfectly righteous indignation because the Lord has been insulted or His Word has been perverted, 
But especially if it's just you being angry, you only have until the end of the day to resolve those angry feelings. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And so today you're saying, oh, I got, I got an extra hour <laughs> to deal with my anger. Well, look, only man could think I can change the position of the hands on a clock and create more daylight. And obviously that's a metaphor. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. I mean, if you lived in the north of Alaska, you'd have six months. Okay. It means... Don't let it fester. Don't let it breed. Don't let it turn into bitterness. Don't let it turn into anxiety. Certainly don't let it turn into um, foolish or filthy talk or insulting or verbally attacking someone. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 9. By the way, written by Solomon with whom God was angry. He did learn some lessons, okay? Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Do not be eager in your spirit to be vexed, for vexation rests in the bosom of fools. Don't you know some people who you swear when they get up in the morning, they're saying, what can I do to be vexed today? I got to have something to, 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 to get riled up about. Okay, well, just turn on um, cable news, whatever side of the spectrum you're on, you can find something to be angry about. But realize, if you belong to Christ, if your mind has been renewed, if you're a new creature, you want to strip off the old man. You want to put on the new. You don't want to stay vexed, angry, bitter, hostile, dejected, depressed, anxious. Don't let the sun go down on that kind of thought. A famous um, theologian you've heard of, Tiger Woods, um, you may or may not know his theology, it's not great, but he has a personal application of this principle. He doesn't say, let, don't let the sun go down on your anger. He calls it the 10-step rule. Tiger Woods, as great as he is at what he does, uh, whenever he hits a bad shot, he might get angry. As a matter of fact, he does, because he has a ridiculously high standard, and I think he owns the all-time record for having been fined by the PGA Tour for things that he has muttered um, in the hearing of a microphone on the golf course. But here's his rule. He makes sure to forget about that thing that made him angry within 10 steps down the fairway. Now, he's not a Christian. He's not talking about, this is how to walk worthy of the calling with which you've been called. It's totally self-serving on his part. But it illustrates that living that the way that God designs, this is practical. You do not have the right to stay angry. And when you do, everybody loses. You insult God. You defame His Word. You make yourself miserable. And the people around you are walking on eggshells, scared to set you off again. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let anger reside in your heart. Now, being frustrated, being annoyed, being in a state of having an anxious thought about something, that, that's a normal human response, especially of fallen people living in a world riddled with sin. But 
don't let it fester. We must forgive. And if possible, we need to express our forgiveness to each other. Stay tuned for the next few verses here. We must never back down on the truth, but we always seek to resolve the issues. So back to our text, the other verse. Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. Here's what happens when you choose not to resolve anger. The devil quickly seizes your anger, even if it's proper anger, and he will try to turn it into a grudge, a a grievance, a resentment, a, a justification for bitterness or nasty talk. Deal with issues so that you don't give an opportunity for Satan to take advantage of your anger for his purposes. If you find yourself repeatedly thinking about past wrongs, if you find yourself bringing up past sins of others, you need to rethink how you deal with angry feelings. You had until sundown that day to deal with it. If you're still hanging on to it, let go. Do you know that the essence of the word translated forgive means let go? Let go, let go what? Well, some people have this insane idea that doesn't work at all. Forgive and forget. Oh, yeah. How many of you can forget on command? I can't forget the things that I want to forget. can't remember half of the ones I need to remember. You can't forget but you can let go. Christ died for those sins. Who am I to think that I need to exact punishment? Then I need to bring it up again and wallow around in the cesspool of all the ugly thoughts that I have because of that. Deal with your angry feelings. Speak truth. Be angry in the right way. Thirdly, stop stealing. Verse 28, he who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who is in need. Now, you might be thinking, uh, okay, why is that here? Isn't he writing to Christians? I mean, how many of you are thieves? How many of you are stealing? Well, not probably in any overt kind of way. Well, this is another application of living by the principle of honesty and truth. Steals is a translation of another Greek word that you know that you didn't know that you knew. The Greek verb for steal is klepto. That's where we get kleptomaniac. Now, you might be wondering, why would he say this to Christians when he's already been emphasizing, you're the new man. Well, in the culture of Ephesus, stealing was not necessarily condemned. Uh, we live in a culture that has always had at least a, uh, a pseudo-Christian sense of ethics. So when I was a kid, we were taught at home and at school and in every other part of society that we were to respect the property of other people, and if someone lost something, we were taught to try to return it to its owner. But in a lot of places, uh, stealing is just considered, well, it's, it, it's, it, it's part of life. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.